0: I'm looking for people that smell like weeds. <laughs> no, 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 really, is New Birth is the largest land-owning black church in America. And so my position to my deacons is why aren't we not raising cannabis? I'll be able to bring in black males. They're able to do it legally. Mm. I'm teaching them farming. Oh my God. I'm helping them to enhance the ecosystem. Uh, th- th- this is the kind of conversation. So, if the guy, black boy in Bankhead said they grow growing weed at the church, where do I join? Yeah.
1: I am Rashawn Ali, everybody's homegirl, everybody's favorite soror, the Cool Soar, representing the ATL and the east side of Decatur. What's happening? Okay, here we go. It's the Cool Soar Podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. Let's go. It is another beautiful edition of the Cool Store Podcast, and I love it because this season literally has been about the cool bras. I mean, like, a lot. And I'm so, like, when I tell you I'm honored, like truly honored to have our very next guest. First of all, I'm Rashawn Ali, and the Cool Store Podcast, we literally are able to talk to men and women who are in black Greek letter organizations about their stories and their journeys. And this next individual has a beautiful journey, a journey that has been publicized. And um, I'm just grateful that he has said yes to him being on my show. I said my show. That's the whole thing. Thank you, God. Amen. Uh, Pastor Jamal Bryant yes. is here on the Cool Store Podcast. How are you today? I
0: am wonderfully blessed just to be in the room with you. What? Oh, no, I'm grateful.
1: Thank you. No. So when my producer, when I when I hit my producer, I was like, these are the people I want. Please go after him. And I think she went after you first. And your team said yes first.
0: Yes. That's appropriate. oh. Ooh. Really? No, I I couldn't even pause. You officially welcomed me to Atlanta. I did. And was the very first person to do it, and uh, you were very kind to me. And you're the last gatekeeper of Southern hospitality. Come on. So I'm
1: I'm grateful. Yes, we yeah. did. We did that interview in 20, in 2018 yes. prior to the pandemic, uh, when you were appointed the, the, as the, the the leader of New Birth missionary Baptist church, um, yes. after the, uh, passing of, of, of our great leader. Um, and, um, that, that, that was a, that was a, a very, um, it was a beautiful time, but it was a time where people needed to know that they had a trusted leader in you. W- what was that like after coming from, you know, what Eddie Long had done for the, for, for not only the city of Atlanta, but just for God, you know, what he had done for, for, for the body of Christ.
0: Yeah, it is uh, very hard uh, to come behind a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so much of Atlanta is synonymous with Bishop Long. Yes. Um, so there were only two billboards in Atlanta, Jermaine Dupree and New Birth. <laughs>
1: come on, come uh, so- on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, so if you're welcome to Atlanta. If, right. you, if you ain't saved, it's so, so deaf. Right. If, if you are, watch this. Right, you know, oh, come so on, watch this, watch this, watch this. Those were the two options. Right. Um, yes. And so being a student here at uh, Morehouse in the heyday of new birth, yeah. uh, I saw it in its meteoric rise. And uh, never in a million years did I ever think I'd be living in Atlanta. And I never thought I'd be Baptist. Um, I'm third generation AME. AME, right. Uh, My dad was the presiding bishop of the AME church. Uh, so when I left both Baltimore and the AME church, it was, that was a thing. It was LeBron going to Miami. I mean, my, my Jersey was being burned in the streets. Really? Uh, and it was a real walk of faith. I didn't know anybody at new birth. Uh, so I had to really trust God to, uh, figure out what to do. I was also contending with a church that was in full grief. Like literal. Oh, no, real. Real grief. Oh, yeah. The, those of you who don't know, uh, if you have a friend who lives in London, ask them what it was like after the queen died. Listen, That's what it was at Newburgh. It was. Yeah. Uh, so to try to heal them and cast vision uh, so they crying with one eye open, like, okay, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I wasn't a spiritual son of bishops, I didn't come out of that church, um, so that they uh, really had to trust in faith. And so it's been, uh, it's been a journey.
1: Yeah. yeah. When they were pursuing you, mm-hmm. when did you know that God said? This was okay.
0: Let me tell you this. So I really wasn't in the running. Um, uh, Bishop Ellis from the Bahamas was overseeing the process and asked me to come fill in a Sunday to preach while they didn't have a pastor. So I said, okay. So I came the fifth Sunday in August of 2018. Okay, They had 152 candidates. I wasn't in it.
1: 152 candidates.
0: Yes, uh, from pastors from literally all over the world who want this. New birth, for those of you who don't know, holds almost 7,000 people. I walk in there, Rashawn, is 750. Wow. I sit in the chair and I look at them 750 and God said, this can be your church. I'm like, no way. Mm-mm. Not me. Nuh-uh. I left out of there, got to Atlanta's airport, went through TSA. First call I get is from my dad. My dad was living in Chicago at the time. He says, hey, man, I saw you preach at new birth today. I didn't tell him I had gone.
1: Oh, you didn't even no, know. No, no.
0: Okay. So he says, uh, you really did well today. I said, oh, thanks. I said, how, how How'd you see it? So he said, my flight is delayed in Chicago, and you just popped up on my timeline, and I don't even follow them. Well, Sean, he oh. then says to me, did anybody talk to you about being the pastor? Your daddy, said, no. your,
1: your daddy said oh yeah yeah
0: so he said uh he said let me know if they call you and then the rest is just it's just history
1: somewhere. so he as an anointed man yes knew yes he
0: knew he knew immediately
1: how long ago in your life did he know that you were even anointed to even be in, in the ministry.
0: Yeah, my dad knew that I was called to preach. He never wanted me to pastor. Uh,
1: What's the difference for people that don't know?
0: Okay, because my track has always been in civil rights. So I saw myself in the line of Reverend and Reverend Jackson, uh, but not over a local church. Uh, my When I was at Morehouse, I was a pre-law political science. I went to Duke for grad school, initially for law school. And uh, you know your eighth grade teacher tell you, you always need math f- the rest of your life. Yeah. I didn't believe her until I got into real estate law. Oh right! I didn't know what was happening, Rashawn. I walked across that campus and signed up for seminary so quick. <laughs>
1: Look, I know what I do know. I know the law. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: But I don't know these percentages at all. At all. Yeah, get me out of here. Yes. Uh, so he knew that I was called, but uh, really didn't think that I was going to go into pastoral ministry, and I didn't either.
1: Yeah, but then you then you you walked into it. Was it begrudgingly, or was it like okay?
0: So I was national youth director at the NAACP. Overseeing seventy thousand youth across the country, college campuses, and in nineteen ninety nine, Kwasi and was our president, mm-hmm. and at our national convention, he got laryngitis, and asked me to give the national address. Oh
1: Lord, see this is this is what happens.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So I give the national address. I'm at that time twenty seven years old. It's the biggest night of my life, and uh, it's the first time I'm in USA Today. I'm on CNN. As civil rights leader to watch at 27, I get off of the stage, and Dick Gregory is there when I walk off the stage. The, the Dick Gregory Rashani grabs me by my collar, and throws me up against the wall. And uh, I knew who he was from my parents' of records, course, of course, but I had never met him before. And I'm going in my speech trying to figure out what did I do wrong, and I. I don't know what kind of family-friendly show this it's is. It's very
1: family-friendly okay. or or not. You be okay. you. Okay. Okay.
0: So he said the N-word mm-hmm. and threw me up against the wall and says, you are out of order. So I said, I'm out of order? He said, when I was growing up, black people, when they were in trouble, would call on two names, Jesus and the NAACP. He said, you are a part of a generation that doesn't call on either. He said, you belong in a church. Did Gregory. Gregory, who didn't even go to church, no, didn't even believe in church, so I tell people all over the world, it wasn't T.D. Jakes, it <laughs> wasn't Creflo. Dick Gregory called me in the past, <laughs> so oh. after that started my journey uh, towards being a pastor.
1: Dang! So this is not something that you were like, "Yeah, this is what I'm going to do." Because oh, no, even no, though no, you no. grew up in the church and you you saw obviously your father, yeah, yeah, yeah. This but I what's... saw
0: myself being in Fumé's successor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and I wanted to go into NAACP lifetime. Yeah, uh, but it didn't happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so you you started in this in this world of ministry. Yeah. You know, how does it feel for somebody who didn't want that life, quote unquote, Yeah. but then you were called to that life? So now you're like, you're dealing with Jamal. Yeah. The human. Yes. And Jamal, the calling.
0: Yeah. You can't be called. uh, And for those of you in mental health, please hear my heart. You can't be called and not function at a level of a bipolar reality. Uh, because you are hearing from God while talking to people. Mm. Uh, and so you have dual citizenship um, that you have to bless those who use you. you yeah. gotta, you got to pray for those who despitefully uh, manipulate you. So yeah. to have to walk that tightrope uh, is a difficult one, and I don't think most people understand what comes with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you've been, you know— you Know, Pastor Jamal, you have been, um, I mean, hi, you know, highly publicized for yeah. things that have happened in your career, yes, um, and in your walk with God, yeah. But I think the beautiful thing about you is that you've been able to be amazingly human well, in I, your walk,
0: yeah. I didn't opt for it, I'm almost the Gary Coleman of the gospel, I grew up in front of people, mm-hmm. um, so I. Had a mega church by the time I'm 31. Yes. Yeah. So, most of the people who people know on the stage, they know them in witness protection. Yeah, I mean, so they taking marital advice from Joyce Myers and don't know that's her second husband. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I grew up in. Yeah, I grew up in front of people. No, really. Yeah, I know. uh, I grew up in front of people and went through what I call my bro mitzvah. Mm -hmm. Uh, of becoming an adult while being public. Um, So going through uh, a divorce uh, with Giselle due to infidelity Mm -hmm. uh, from me, there is not, um, uh, people want you in spirituality to assume that that means maturity. Mm. And it doesn't. Uh, doesn't. Both of us know athletes, just because you get money don't mean you have sound judgment. Uh, And so I, uh, preaching at that level, people who say money doesn't change, you never had any. Mm. Uh, You know what I mean? So I'm 32 with a Bentley. Uh, It don't matter what you do, whether you a lawyer, whether you playing ball or whether you're a preacher, it's going to impact your life if you don't have that grounding to do it. So preaching became my profession and not my call. Um, Because I didn't, Rashawn, at 30... With a mega church, and I'm on TBN every day. I'm on Daystar every day. I'm on the
1: Word Network then every day. And you look this good. Well, I'm sorry. I'm but, just saying. I'm being real. No, like testify. This is a lie. Yes, yeah, it's am it okay, not stopping you. I just you. said it. Yeah, Okay, no. so yeah, no, you I'm look saying, this good at 30, right. and 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 but, you've never experienced this type of attention.
0: But on top of that, at that point, Rashawn, I don't have any peers.
1: Okay, got it. Okay, so okay, got
0: it. I'm on the stage with Bishop Jakes, with Benny Hinn, with Creflo Who at the time in their 50s. Mm-hmm. So I can't even relate to their world because their kids are my age. Right. You know what I mean? You're so like I don't, their son. Right. So I don't have anybody to walk me through it uh, to say, hey, when you're at this age doing this, Travel with your wife. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I got three kids back to back. Um, so it was a, a difficult, and I, I want to link clarity. These are not excuses. These are explanations. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, in that accountability, I didn't have any sense of awareness. Um, so uh, you got to deal with the fact that in one day, uh, Rashawn, I preach at Megafest Fest. And the next day, I'm the co-chair of the Million Man March, wow. so I'm operating in two different levels. Uh, I'm the same person who does the uh, funeral for Biggie and for Tupac, so I'm I'm in all different kind of worlds that are beyond just church worlds. Yes. Yeah, you know I mean, so yes. the people who can identify with that is very minimal.
1: Nobody really can. No, nobody You're could probably the first of the to, to yeah. be able to do. Biggie, Tupac, Million Man March, yes. and then be the head of a mega church. Right. All in a week span.
0: Yeah, so you have to understand my church grew at the same time as technology. Okay. So, 20, 2000 is where I started my church in Baltimore, which um, for Gen Zs who have no concept, that's the same year they introduced the iPhone. Mm
1: hmm. <laughs> yeah, so Wait, you, had to,
0: you right. had to understand contextually that we went from BlackBerry and Motorola two-way pages mm-hmm, to this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so the people who people admire now weren't a part of the Internet age. Um, so I, I, through my falls or brokenness or missteps, I introduced gospel bloggers. Yes. They didn't exist. Uh, I, I gave them their content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> right, really. Right. They had nothing else to talk about. Uh, Kirk Franklin fell off a stage today. Uh, that, that that was the end of it. Uh, and so here is somebody who is at that age who is identifiable at that level. And yeah. I think it was part, Rashawn, of my grooming to take new birth. Because somebody who hadn't been through a fall couldn't have pastored them. Oh, God. <laughs> somebody who hadn't lived through that kind of public pain wouldn't know where the tender spots are. Uh, and so having to navigate what is media, having to navigate healing families is not something I've read from a book. Yeah, it's something Or learned you did. at Morehouse is something that I lived through in my own life.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. So you had to be you You had to have gone through these things, oh yeah, to be able to be where you are, absolutely, and when you're on when you're when you're on the pulpit when you're when you're standing on stage, yeah, do you think that level of vulnerability and the things that you've actually been through do you think that that resonates more with the everyday person that's yeah. looking at you? Yeah, I
0: think I had to because. Humility is not a natural gift for me. It's not. No. Life made me that. So I don't know, had I not gone through that, what my comportment would be. I'd have to, the only way I'm here is by grace. You know, otherwise I'd be in this room by gift. Uh, that I was able to talk my way out of it or finesse my way. Those are your HBCUs, finagle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had to finagle my way out of it. But uh, it is the humility of my life that my failures are always the same size of my success. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he has put me in a place that my congregation reflects my journey. Ooh, that's um, good. That I have a GED and a doctorate.
1: Yes, GED to PhD, which is what... (laughs) Thank you to my baby. Where is she? Daylin, she she just walked out because she probably doing something right now. That's what she put on my notes, GED to PhD. Yeah, so
0: my journey in my preaching allows me to speak to both. If I just had a doctorate, people with GEDs wouldn't be able to identify. Right. If I was my parents, I'm the first person in my family to go through a divorce. Wow. My parents have been married for 53 years. Yeah, my, my grandparents, 54. Mm-hmm. 60 or 64 years where they married before they um, went to be with the Lord. Uh, but having to be a single parent, having to be a co-parent, to have to live through a divorce was all the stuff. Publicly that was ne- too. Yes. Yes. Was stuff that was necessary to enhance my sensitivity for ministry. Uh, otherwise, I, I wouldn't have been able to identify
1: did you willingly accept that?
0: No, I, I didn't see it till I got out of it. Uh, while you're in it, can you? My parents at the time had uh, the largest church in Baltimore when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So for me to fail the eleventh grade, right, was uh, I was Hester printing the scarlet letter. I got shame everywhere. Wow. Uh, my parents, after I failed the eleventh grade, sent me to live in Liberia, West Africa, for a year to get myself together. And uh, I went to uh, the embassy school that had me with 27 different nations in that school. I come back to Baltimore, Rashawn, an old deacon in my church, tells my parents there's an early college program at Morehouse. Send Jamal there for the summer just so he can keep his mind right. So I go to Morehouse for the summer I scored the highest of everybody in the early college program. Dean Crawford, who at the time was Dean of Admissions, says, uh, Jamal, I'll see you next month. I said, no, you won't see me next month. I got to go back. I got to do another year. I fail. So he said, no way in the world. And this is my ode to HBCUs. The mm-hmm. Dean of Admissions of Morehouse took me to get my GED. And I am the very first person in Morehouse history they let in with a GED. Oh, my God. I've never taken SATs in my life. What? They took that kind of gamble. On you? uh, On me. Um, And for me to be able to come back uh, to be in this city is amazing. Uh, My parents, uh, to show you the circle of life for Lion King, uh, my parents didn't have a whole lot of money. So, they gave me a two day notice that I've been accepted down to Morehouse. Sean, I tell you this you're going to throw that black chair across the (sighs) studio. My parents did not have the money for me to come. Bishop Eddie Long paid my tuition. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Having no idea he was educating his successor. So, for God to put all of that in line, yeah, you got to be able to say, no way in the world. My dad. Went to Morgan. He didn't go to Morehouse. My dad didn't pledge nothing. Bishop Long pledged Cap Alpha Psi, which was part of my inspiration to pledge. So when you put all of that in and you see the fingerprints of where God operates and how it is that he functions, you you can't but be humbled to know that Ooh, this wasn't even a part of your plan.
1: I'm trying not to lose it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, about, I think about Sarah Jakes. Yes. Um you know, Bishop Jake's daughter and how she had a baby at 15. Yes. Like right. I follow her story. And to see him give her the woman that art like like all of the things that he has built because he always believed in her, even when the world thought she had failed.
0: And for me, I meet you on a 50-yard line is evidence of a parent's love. But when strangers do it, it puts you at a whole nother place, a whole different posture. The gentleman who recommended me to come to Morehouse for that summer put two sons through Morehouse who were on a roll. I was never connected to Bishop Long. He had no reason to do it. So if he known my journey and saw my potential as an 11th grade as the class clown, then I'm with it. Uh, but I'm telling you, God will raise up people. That's why the Bible says, be careful how you treat people. You may be entertaining angels unaware. Uh, you have no idea. Um, so I would uh, fight to the guillotine for Bishop Long's legacy. Uh, for his life, because I'm the product of it, yeah, and I'm I'm eternally
1: grateful. Man, listen, I remember coming to you because I was the first person that gave you yeah. your first interview, yeah, um, when you became uh, the head of New Birth, and I was in your office while you were eating you were eating some fried chicken that day. <laughs> yeah, by the way, <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> tell it all, tell
1: it all. But you were like, Rashawn, the people, the people just need hope. Yeah, and to be able to take on that task, Pastor Jamal is is it's a lot. How do you continue? And now that you're saying everybody's back in church now, right. and I, and I look at look at your look at your page. I I follow you, right. so I look at your page, and I see people are back, and like it's like the old new birth. Right? Do you ever sit in it and say, God, thank. I mean, what what do you do when you sit in when you see the people back? Yeah. Like. Like, despite anything that happened with, yes. with, with, with Bishop Long, yes. you see people in those seats like he had them in those seats. What Prash- does that make you feel like?
0: Rashawn, it is one thing reminding a woman she's beautiful, mm. it's something altogether different convincing her she's beautiful. New birth has always been the lead church. They needed to be reminded.
1: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That this is who we are. Y'all shake it off. Come on, put on that lipstick, put on some heels. You got this. Uh, and I think that they had to go through a period just to be reminded, not convinced. Mm. And <laughs> once you're reminded, oh, yeah, I I do have it going on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lose it over that breakup, over that divorce, over that job termination. I am smart. I still have something to bring to the table. Uh, it is uh, a breath of fresh air yeah Uh, for me it is uh, amazing every sunday i walk through the doors of new birth and i just keep opening the door for people to come in in a post-pandemic age when people aren't going to church like they used to mm -mm. uh, but to physically want to be in that building again is uh a testament of grace.
1: Yeah. yeah. So Pastor Jamal, when people see you, they're like, okay, you're you are you are a man of the cloth, you mm-hmm. you you you're good looking, you know, everybody knows how beautiful your your former wife is and your gorgeous children. Mm-hmm. And they look at you like, man, when you going you gonna do that thing again, man? You know, do you think you will ever like get married again? And Absolutely. like yes. Oh no, I yes. got
0: to. Uh, Atlanta's a whole nother animal. <laughs> How do
1: you keep yourself together, oh, no, no, friend? no, no, no.
0: I got to get married. <laughs> me, my mother burning sage right now. She Washing with black soap trying to get it together. But, yeah, no. No, 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 no. Uh, my, my examples are, uh, are uh, always of a balanced family life. The Bible says... Uh, that a man who finds a wife finds, finds a favor good thing, in the Lord. right? Yeah. Uh, and so I am figure skating on grace.
1: Okay.
0: You don't have favor until you have a wife. So imagine you, think you really think that. Oh no, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, undoubtedly, you know, so I'm doing all of this at half strength. Huh.
1: Uh,
0: so So this is
1: half.
0: Oh yeah. So when I have a complete family unit, It'd be unstoppable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe that.
1: Yeah. So I'm one of those people. That's me. I grew up Christian. I grew yes. up uh, uh, with um, Pastor Hubert Shepherd. Back, okay. Greater Travelers Rest Baptist oh, Church, yes. way back in the day. That's yes. where I grew up. But I have since become more spiritual yes. than religious. Yes. For people like me, yes. and my mom feels like I and and I and I was very when I was thinking about this interview, <clears throat> I wanted to be very respectful of where you stand and then where I stand. But I always for people who have grown up Christian mm-hmm. who have now taken more of the spiritual life. Yes. Um, because I'm more kind than I am. In church on Sunday. Yes. Um, what do you say to me?
0: I would say to you, this is the largest demographic of Africans living in America who don't go to church. And it is testament not to you, but the failure of the evolving of the church. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you one example. Uh, Black Lives Matter is a stumbling block for the church mm. because it is the very first civil rights movement in the history of America that one, did not come out of the church, and two, is not led by a religious figure. And what uh, my grandmother would put it this way, your slip is showing,
1: Mm. is
0: that (laughs) the black church has exposed that they don't know how to support what they don't lead. Uh, And so what the church has to do is really repackage itself, Uh, is that uh, the black church is almost in leave it to beaver. Mm. So we see family as a husband and a wife and two kids and marginalized single parents. Ninety eight percent of black churches have a youth ministry, but have nothing for kids with special needs. Mm. Uh, The largest demographic in our community for the very first time, they're more seniors than teenagers. So Rashawn, it's hard to believe there are more nursing homes than there are middle schools. So most black churches have a youth pastor, but don't have a seniors pastor. Mm. Or let's go to other side of the spectrum. The black church will ask for your tithe, want your 10%, but never show you how to multiply your 90. Mm. So there's nothing about financial literacy. There's nothing about economic development. We just curate welfare worship. That if you shout, you're going to be debt free. If you yelled and you're going to be a millionaire, but nothing about delayed gratification, nothing about sweat equity. I opened up in our church that 92% of my congregation doesn't have an investment portfolio. So I had to bring in stockbrokers to show them how to do it. The Bible says we die from a lack of knowledge. So the stuff that was applicable for your grandmother means nothing to you. Uh, And so I said, I had a Zoom with all of my singles just this week, is that for me to tell 16-year-olds to be celibate is one thing. A 37-year-old who's used to getting some, I need a different kind of gospel. Yeah. So the church ain't telling me nothing about sex toys. They ain't saying nothing about the church telling me to be celibate. But my gynecologist is saying something gotta happen down there because your stuff's shutting down. Yeah. So we gotta have real gospel for grown-ups.
1: I'm about to go to me. I'm about to go to Newburgh. <laughs> I'm going to Newburgh on Sunday.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So uh, it, the church is not relatable yeah. uh, to our generation and down. So imagine when I was growing up, they were telling you, don't have your phone on in church. I'm telling y'all, turn your phone on. Take a selfie, use hashtag newbirthnow uh, so that we can move forward. Society, Rashawn, changes every four years, but church uh, culture changes every four years, but church culture changes every 20. Ooh. So the average church is 15 years behind schedule. So those of you who are watching, your church is so proud to be on Facebook. But all the youth are on TikTok. They are. They stopped being on Facebook when their mother tried to friend them. So you got to figure out how am I relevant and how do I repackage? So I understand you are spiritual is what you want to call it, um, because we don't have a terminology of how do I love God when I hate the church? Mm. Uh, Can I love him? Uh, without hating the politics of church. And so churches blew up in the pandemic and they're not doing their due diligence. Why? They grew up because we went virtual. So now I can go to church and I ain't got to worry about being judged by what I got on. Right. Now I can go to church uh, and you ain't going to judge me because of my tattoos, because of my piercings, or because I have a same-sex same sex lover. Yes. Uh, so you got to ask yourself, why is the church not saying nothing about Brittany Garner? Right. Right? Yeah. They stuck in the same place.
1: Because um, she's black and she's gay. Okay.
0: And what I said, I was in South Carolina two days ago. I said, I don't want to hear that argument. You can't support uh, Black Lives Matter because they were pushed by the LBGT community then why did you support the March on Washington? Mm. March on Washington was not Dr. King's march. He was a speaker. The organizer was a black man. And y'all got on all these buses from all these Baptist churches and supported it. Let's do the exact same thing. And so I think that the black church has got to have a real come to Jesus meeting uh, and get into the 21st century. I got up, Rashawn, after the Supreme Court uh, ruling about uh, that new birth and me are pro-choice because Jesus is. right. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you decide to let me in, that's pro-choice. God in the garden of Eden said to Adam and Eve, all of these trees are available to you. I want you to pick those. I'm not putting this other tree behind Bob wire and the ADT alarm. Don't eat it, but that's your choice. Yes. Christianity in and to itself is pro-choice. But we don't say anything because a lot of black churches are white evangelicals in drag. And they don't know who it is that they are because their politics are thrown off and don't really speak to. A, <laughs> you OK?
1: I'm good.
0: I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't really speak to what's happening in the culture.
1: So how are you leading in like how are you leading in this effort to yeah. try to change the narrative? Or are you just saying, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do and help my help the people that are in my congregation? How are you making sure that more people think like this or at yeah. least have this type of conversation yeah. so that they can try to change their thought process? Yeah,
0: because I'm mindful that I'm not after Christians. I'm after people who don't go to church. And a lot of churches are just recycling people from other churches. That's not who I'm after. I'm looking for people that smell like weed. I'm you know, I, you know I'm I'm at their place Rashawn. Here's, no, 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 really is New Birth is the largest land owning black church in America. Wow. And so my position to my deacons is why aren't we not Raising cannabis, I'll be able to bring in black males. They're able to do it legally. Mm. I'm teaching them farming. Oh my god! I'm helping them to enhance the ecosystem. Uh, that th- this is the kind of conversation. So if the guy, black boy in Bankhead, said they growing weed at the church, where do I join? Yes, I don't need no pamphlet for him. You know what I mean? right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. He coming in. He coming in. And that—that's the group that I'm going after. Mm.
1: Yeah. That's different. Yeah, you're different, yeah. but you've been different from the beginning. And I think that's why God. But Christianity, ha-
0: Rashawn, is supposed to be different.
1: But it's n- we
0: we have made Christianity politically correct. Uh, that it is a puritanical gospel. That is. Reminding of us of the thirteen original colonies. Mm-hmm. Everybody got on the road, singing out of a folder. We sitting down at the appropriate time. We got to be out in time for brunch, where everything else has no real boundaries around it. But UFM, you at FMU, I'm at Morehouse. If the g- game goes into overtime, we know it's a good game. Shh. If,
1: banging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If the service go over time, we looking at our watch. Oh my God, I can't believe
1: they
0: doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, that another part. song. Right. <laughs> and you only say it, you're only saying it because the service ain't good. Ooh. You know. If the service is good, you're not mindful of time. Mm-hmm. You understand? Uh, you at home with your husband, you're not telling him you got 32 minutes to get this in and I got to go. Right. It is only if it's bad that you are mindful. Worship is supposed to be a timeless experience. Mm-hmm. That's why people in a bad church are always looking at the program to say, what's next? Yeah. It's only in a dead church and a funeral where there's a program. You go to the Beyonce concert, she ain't telling you what songs is next. Sing. Yeah, keep just going. Keep going.
1: We getting messed up tonight. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We looking for all the apes. So <laughs> yeah, so- <laughs> yes. yeah. So I think that it has to be repackaged and repurposed or else... Uh, I want to announce on Rashawn's podcast for the very first time. You are getting ready to witness the death of mega churches. Oh. <laughs> Our children will not be going to mega churches, they will be watching online. And that which used to be sanctuaries will be studios. So, those who are caught in these wooden pews, get ready to sell them on eBay. Uh, because if you don't repackage, then your church is going to be a condo. You heard it here first. I did, I did, oh, I, cool did I did, I did,
1: right, right, right here on the show. Yeah, I did with the Pastor Jamal Bryant as we close out. You know, you mentioned Cap Alpha Psi earlier. Yes. Did Cap Alpha Psi choose you, or did you choose Cap Alpha Psi? When I was born. Come on now. Let me tell you. You are a pretty boy, oh, honey. You a pretty tell, boy. So, I'm, tell I'm tell sorry. Your, is that bad that I'm no, saying to a pastor? No, tell your neighbor. No, <laughs> listen.
0: Absolutely. Okay. I tell I tell people everywhere that Kappas are the only fraternity in the Bible. It's the first.
1: Wait, civil, wait a minute. Right. Okay, Okay.
0: The very first civil rights leader, the very first civil rights activist. Do you know who it was? No, don't do that. Do not do that to me. The very first civil rights leader, the very first liberation practitioner, was a man by the name of Moses. Right. Right. Do you agree with that? I do. What did Moses have?
1: I don't know, man. Don't be doing the, the Bible stuff with me now. Yeah, come on. You got to get through that Red Sea. He the red, so he parted the Red Sea. He lifted up And it was cane. red. And he had the cane. And he had to raise
0: that cane. Oh, my God. Up. I'm telling you, everybody that's free, follow the capital.
1: Oh, my God. It's, it's, the, <laughs>
0: it's the only way that it happened. No, absolutely. Yes. I'm grateful.
1: Yes. I love it. I'm grateful for you. I'm glad to be here. I am just. I'm updating
0: my resume.
1: Yeah. What you going to put on it? I was on the Cool Sword podcast with Rashawn Ali. You going to put that yes, on the resume? I'm going to do that. Okay. Absolutely. That's right. that what I need. That's what I need. Pastor Jamal, you are you're everything I wanted you to be and more. Thank you. On sir. my show. I'm glad to be here. And I'm grateful that you said yes to the call, not only for this show, but yes. on your life. I'm grateful. Yes. Thank and you. And keep doing it differently. Got to. Everybody ain't doing it like you, friend. Like they're not. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're doing it unapologetically. You don't... As much as you've been through, yes. you don't care what nobody thinks. Listen. <laughs> through it all. Through it all. <laughs> through it all. Through it absolutely. all. Absolutely. Thank yes. you. I am I'm grateful. Me too. Truly grateful. Pastor Jamal Bryant, everybody. Yeah. Thank you.